Welcome to another episode of CX Talks. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of CX Talks. I am Tom Carpenter and today I'm joined by Emily Jenkins, my uh, partner in crime in the CX practice here at Clarisys. Uh, Ian Golding, uh, customer experience specialist, although I always say expert and you get very angry at me, Ian. Why do you get so angry at me? Because experts know everything. I know nothing. No, no, only kidding. Um, no, specialists never stop learning. That's the difference, Tom. Very good. <laughs> Always on. <laughs> and I'm also joined by Veronica Luxemburg, a CX. Not, not expert either, also specialist. Correct. Continually correct. learning. And today, as it's very near Christmas, we're going to talk to you a little bit about Christmas customer experience, uh, particularly things that you'll be uh, used to, such as the John Lewis advert and how that relates to your kind of perception of a brand. Do you want to start us off, Ian? I think you had some really interesting points on uh, Yeah, well, um, uh, as Emily and Tom, you both know, and Veronica knows, I spent seven years working in online retail. And Christmas is always a fascinating period for a variety of reasons, but... Until you've worked in retail, you never quite realise how intense it is when you're eating mince pies in June as they launch the Christmas range. Um, but the, the thing that has always worried me from a customer experience perspective with Christmas is that the focus on customer experience in the golden quarter, as retailers call it, suddenly we become very important as customers to retailers. But why is it only that golden quarter that we're suddenly really important? Why, why do they suddenly treat us so well? And it, it's a, a phrase I coined a few years ago is that customer experience is not just for Christmas, it's for life. And they need to be treating us that way all year round, not just Christmas. So it sounds a bit bar humbug. Um, but, I, you know, as a result, I, I hate the John Lewis adverts. And I know Emily's giving me a look now, so I know <laughs> that she doesn't hate the John Lewis adverts. But, you know, the, the John Lewis adverts, for example, are, are tugging on heartstrings. But, you know, wh- why do they only do that at Christmas? You know, why are they not telling us just how special we are as people and as humans and as families all year round? So f- fight I, against that. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a counter for you, in, which is companies make lots of money over Christmas, so therefore have more to spend on higher... Uh, kind of effort activities such as uh, the advertising and the going the extra mile in store. I once went into a Tommy Hilfiger store and they had uh, a band playing and they were handing out free things and generally trying to keep you in the store for as long as possible. Mm. But that's because they know a lot of money is changing hands and therefore it's, it's a higher value yes, game. Yes, I agree. And that, that's one of the reasons why they call it the golden quarter because they make the majority of their money in the last three months of the year. Yes, that is the case, but just because that is where most of the revenue is made, it doesn't necessarily mean that as customers we should be treated any differently, in my opinion. You know, it's we are, at the end of the day, still customers all year round. Um, we still have money to spend all year round. Um, and so almost what I'm arguing is that I am being very bar humbug about the John Lewis advert. It, it is, it is it, they are lovely, but, you know, I'd like to see retailers being equally as nice to us in January when we're having to return, you know, 50% of the stuff that we bought in Christmas that we don't actually want. Um, but, you know, we don't get treated the same way and that that worries me. I have a couple of things to add to that. So when you have a good experience at Christmas, 
which is a stressful time for a lot of people. You're trying to work. You've got a lot going on. You've got a lot of people to buy presents for. If you have a good experience and a company delivers your last minute present that you've forgotten to order and they get it to you on time, um, ready to surprise someone on Christmas Day, then actually I'm more likely to buy with them throughout the year. So that's the time when investing in customer experience is going to make a difference to my long-term loyalty with the customer. So yeah, I'm saying they shouldn't ignore it for the rest of the year, but actually that's the time when you have a moment of truth or you have an impactful moment in the journey that, that you remember. Because the negative of that is if you get an organization that hasn't invested in customer experience over Christmas and you get a present that's meant to be delivered, keeps slipping the delivery date, or you, you know, it doesn't come or a different thing arrives, it matters more at Christmas because you're disappointing more people and you'll remember that. You'll always be the butt of every joke of, you know, you forgot so-and-so on the Christmas mm. on Christmas Day or so-and-so didn't have a present to open in the morning. And that's going to have a longer lasting memory and a more detrimental effect than, I don't know, if you're, something for your house didn't arrive mm. throughout mm. the year. No, I completely agree. And I think a lot of retail organisations actually extend their returns period into January. So they extend their, I mean, I think it's commonplace now and I would expect it as a given for most organizations, but they extend their period so you can buy your presents earlier in the year, not earlier in the year, but earlier in December, and they can be returned throughout January, which I think is a, you said, you know, they're not as customer focused when you get to January and you're trying to return presents or exchange them because it's not what you wanted. I actually think they do allow for that and they give customers a better experience because they're not having to rush in at the end of December to try and get their returns. Um, because they've got a organized family. You're defending the retail industry very well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you, Ian, that if they could sustain that level of investment in customer experience throughout the rest of the year, because the January point is a good one. If you purchase something in December, you could return it for longer. If you purchase something literally a few days later in January, now you can't. So suddenly your experience gets deteriorated. It's just whether that's a, always a compromise. And this is something as a consultancy we deal with a lot, which is you could ama- build this amazing customer experience, but do you have the margin to be able to absorb that level? And I guess that's always a kind of cast off in any industry that you see, Ian, is, is whether it's worth investing in the customer experience or not. It, it is. And, you know, ultimately, I think it, it's absolutely right that you are focusing on the financial return of being customer-centric. And, you know, I think the, the reason why I challenge this obsession with Christmas is not because it, it's not the right thing to do, but ultimately, yes, I agree with you, Emily, that Christmas is a very emotive time of year. And so if something goes wrong, the effect is going to be potentially more significant than other times of the year. However, if something goes right your expectation is that it is going to go right. And so actually, I, I think to a degree, in at, at the, during this Christmas period, you know, to exceed expectation is very difficult because the expectation is that you are just going to do what you said you're going to do, which is the same as any other time of the year. You get it wrong, then the failure is huge. Um, and this is where I think when organisations are determining what is the return whether it's the retail industry at Christmas or any other industry at their peak time of the year, you know, ultimately the way you treat a customer at any point during the year will determine whether or not they remain loyal to you. Um, you know, it, it is how you deal with things when they go wrong. 
Um, the problem with Christmas is that all retailers are doing is setting the bar higher and higher and higher and setting the expectation higher and higher and higher. And as a result, the likelihood of failure increases. And if I give you an example, uh, having spent seven years in retail, you know, during the late noughties, most online retailers had a, a war, literally a war in the UK of the latest cutoff time on Christmas Eve. It became, it was like, it was almost like this ultimate challenge, who can have the latest cutoff time to, sorry, on uh, the 23rd of December, sorry, latest cutoff time on the 23rd of December to deliver on Christmas Eve. And it was constantly a competition between brands like Next and Littlewoods and various others that they would they would go from seven o'clock to eight o'clock to nine o'clock to ten o'clock, because in their minds they are we're going to do something really special now. But what we saw as a result of that fight to try and demonstrate that we can do something better than anyone else, it just kept setting the expectation higher. And actually, all that meant is that when they didn't deliver it to the cutoff the um, dissatisfaction was so huge that many of those customers never shop with those brands again. So um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, what we need to think about is not just this lovely, wonderful celebration of the, the holiday season, but if we are going to try and create those memories that people remember for the right reason, which brings them back, it's actually possibly going to be easier to do that when it isn't Christmas than when it is. Because everyone is trying to, you know, it, it almost create an experience that is unmatchable, but all we're doing is making it harder to fulfill it. Um, and so, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, Christmas is something that principle of Christmas should be thought about 12 months a year, in my opinion. So. If we were talk, like thinking about other industries and about how they could take the learnings from this, for example, if they were looking to exceed the expectations of their customers, what would be your advice to them? How should they approach that? Exceeding expectation is a very interesting um, concept because that predetermines that that is what customers want in the first place. In other words, that there is a need for an organisation to do what it said it was going to do and then a little bit more. Um, exceeding expectation is where, in my opinion, an organisation does something that is unique, does something that no one else does. Um, and whether it be a B2B environment where the organization creates an interface with its clients that no one else has, um, whether it be a retail organization that creates some kind of personalization that no one else can do. Um, that's great. But actually, in most industries, most um, sectors, organizations are actually getting the fundamental basics wrong. Um, and so is it that we need to really focus on exceeding expectation like brands try to do at Christmas or should we just obsess with getting the basics right all the time and then in which case we probably wouldn't need to do a lot at Christmas because we've created that 
expectation throughout the year that it doesn't matter whether it's Christmas or February. You know, that brand is going to do what I need it to do, when I need to do it, and that's what's more important. I don't know if that makes, does that make sense? Yeah, so I think what you're saying there is really get a clear understanding of your customer, how they operate, what's important to them, and make sure that you're delivering on those things consistently yeah. before even thinking about going above and beyond. And to sort of leverage, or come back to what Tom said about, you know, well, that's the time they make most money, so they've got lots of ability to do nice things. Um, you know, maybe they don't need to spend that money. You know, it, it, it's almost like they're bribing us. You know, you're, you know, it, why should they have to do that? You know, because if they're delivering a wonderful experience throughout the year, surely, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, everyone talks about Amazon all the time. And um, as all three of you will have heard me say before that Jeff Bezos is my man crush. Um, <laughs> because, you know, he, he will do things that other leaders will not do for customers. Amazon don't really do anything different at Christmas. You know, it's just the same thing. It's the same thing of we will get you what you want quickly. It doesn't change, you know. And so, you know, maybe that's, you know, they, they don't suddenly do these whizzy, jazzy Christmas adverts. Um, you know, it, it's, yes, they may do more advertising, but it's no different really to what they normally do. Veronica, do you have any Christmas experiences? Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at the trends lat latest year with, you know, kind of the counter force to um, Christmas and holidays. And, and that is that you see a lot of, um, they also collect a lot for charity. That has gone up through the roof, especially throughout the Christmas period. And that has, at least in some countries, been, it's always been there because, you know, we get into the emotional state of Christmas, family, giving, caring, and those kind of things. But it is the way that many retailers now today actually take advantage to, to the point of actually selling more. And it's, I haven't really decided yet whether or not I like it. It's like, we want you to buy our stuff and by the way, add you know an extra uh, amount of money and that goes to this charity. And it's like, are they buying you know, or selling away our bad guilt for buying and consuming too much? And I think, I mean, there's good things about it, but there's also a bit of a danger actually only doing that at that period of time. So if you want to, again, do something, do it consistently all through the year or whenever, you, I mean, make that decision, not just because it's Christmas and we know people buy a lot of stuff. That's what's just going through my mind. So yeah, I think the general theme is coming through here that it's about a good customer experience uh, providing the basics all year round. Yeah. It's not just about going that little extra mile at Christmas. And I think you've obviously spotted, Ian, that we shouldn't be fickle uh, in the time at Christmas and, and brand loyalty comes from more than, yes, more than that, just that. that. that yeah, that, that is a good way of describing it. I don't know, it feels, I think, and it doesn't matter where you go in the world, it feels artificial. And, you know, I don't want to get into a religious debate because, you know, ultimately Christmas... It is about the celebration of, you know, a, a particular religion. Um, but also that's why I think many people now don't talk about Christmas. They talk about the holidays because that celebrates multiple religions. If you, if you forget the fact that this is about religion, ultimately, 
you know, too many industries have turned it into something that is commercialized and that's about making money. And, you know, that's why we see brands working so hard to, to take advantage of it. But that's the point. It's taking advantage of it. And coming back to this, um, the principle that, yes, we've spoken a lot about retail, but it's not, it's not just retail. You look at every industry, every industry has peaks and troughs. And, you know, many B2B industries will have certain seasons, certain times of year where it's their primary. You know, why do they suddenly start to treat their customers differently to the rest of the year? And yes, they do want to make more money. But surely if you invest your time across a 12 month period, you don't suddenly have to do anything wildly different. You don't suddenly have to start incentivizing them, bribing them, you know, throwing things at their feet because actually you've generated, you've created that sense of loyalty and belonging that, that why wouldn't they keep doing business with you? That, that's what I believe. I think you can also extend that as well to say about any sale in particular. So quite often organizations will focus their attention on the customer and driving what the customer needs around making a sale. Yes. So once they've got that commitment to a sale, it sort of drops off a cliff. So quite often you then see at maybe it's a subscription business and they come back around to renewals mm. or um, you know they want more from the customer or they want they don't understand why their customer is loyal not loyal to them, and you look at their customer journey and you sort of understand that they put in this massive investment, set expectations high at a certain period in the in the journey, so um, at making a sale. And actually, when you look at what they've done once they start using the product and when they have an issue with the product, they don't deliver the same level of um, attention to that customer. And, you know, there are no better examples than buying a car, you know, buying a house, you know, the, the investment in the buying bit, you know, I mean, it's, as we know, it's huge. And then suddenly you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can argue the same what many many companies do with their employees too they get the christmas gift for the employees why 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 don't we treat that the same thing also throughout the year uh, yeah i mean we also that. get christmas <laughs> we also get christmas gifts to our clients so now i feel really immoral yeah, <laughs> yeah. but what, what um, about to the participants of your podcasts <laughs> <laughs> the, gift must, the gift must be somewhere here. Lost. They, don't, they don't believe in Christmas. <laughs> just wanted to reflect on the John Lewis advert you mentioned, and it was um, not it was at odds with the rest of their behaviour throughout the year. And I wanted to disagree on that point because so I've got two examples actually. My my grandma um, has requested that all of our Christmas presents this year can be bought at John Lewis. Now she's appreciated. Can, can be or must be. <laughs> And it's because she wants to use her John Lewis card because she appreciates that Christmas is a very time of massive outlay for her. Um, we don't make her buy us presents. She just chooses to. <laughs> just so I like to caveat that. <laughs> but um, she chooses to buy us presents. It's an expensive time of the year. And actually with John Lewis, she gets something back throughout the year. So she gets points back for buying. She's part of a loyalty scheme and she can reuse those throughout the year at other points. So when she needs something for herself or something for a birthday or something like that, she can make use of the money she's spending at Christmas. So I think that's quite nice that yes. a lot of retail organizations and other companies do offer that sort of loyalty aspect. Yes, um, and another example is my mum actually bought a TV that was faulty. And she went back into John Lewis and they were, um, it was years later and they delivered exceptional service right from the person that dealt with her walking in to the solution they provided her with and even following up afterwards. And since then, she's never bought from anywhere else. <laughs> so, again, as a result, 
is it really necessary for John Lewis to do, you know, to invest so much time and money in a TV advert every Christmas? You know, it's almost become, you know, it, people see that advert as synonymous with Christmas. But is it really necessary? But do we not take that back to Coca-Cola who did it first, though? Maybe, but did that make you buy more Coke? Oh, definitely not. But <laughs> Yeah, and therefore it's not impacting the customer experience directly. It's now just a tradition. And actually, to be honest, I don't even associate... I, don't, I haven't been to John Lewis at all. I love that advert, but I haven't been to John Lewis. It's, and that's almost the thing. It's like, I don't know. Again, as I say, I am being a bit bar humbug. Um, but, you know, I saw the advert this year and, uh, you know, yes, it's cute. But what's he got to do with buying stuff at John Lewis? You know, and again, I, I, I'm maybe I'm too cynical about the whole thing, but I, I think why wouldn't it be nice? I think if John Lewis did a TV advert like that in March, you know, uh, 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 some kind of a pulling the heartstrings. Why don't we all hug each other in March? You know what? But that, why that would not? stand out because it not would. everyone else is doing it. As exactly, well, yeah. it would be very interesting, <laughs> wouldn't it? But um, you know, uh, yes, it has become an institution in a way, but. Again, for me, they need to be thinking about that throughout the whole year, not just Christmas. So if John Lewis want to give uh, Clarissa or Ian a call about their March marketing hey, campaign, we're, we're, we're I'm very happy to be the, uh, you know, we can, we can put on a rabbit uniform or something, and, you know. <laughs> just well, call us up. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining us uh, in Veronica and Emily as well to the podcast. I was going to wish you a very Merry Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm not. No, I'm <laughs> I'm not getting a present. Yeah. Just don't buy me a present from John Lewis. No. <laughs> but happy holidays to all of our listeners and uh, Merry Christmas for those of you celebrating. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for listening, and we look forward to welcoming you on another episode of CX Talk.